Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the first episode of Wild Cards. I am your host, David, and I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Will. What's going on, Will? Yo, yo. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. So just to give you guys a quick little contextual background here, uh, I am Dave, and this is my buddy, Will. We are going to be the hosts of this podcast primarily, and we might, may or may not, being the keywords, have a friend join on down the line. But for right now, it's going to be the two of us. And we are going to have on the occasional guest as well, probably once a month. And we will let you guys know ahead of time. Uh, the show will be recorded uh, roughly one time a week, at least as we get kind of going here. Um, and here's the thing. We're going to try to stick to a routine, but sometimes we might stray from that. And again, we'll let you guys know if that happens. Um, we're going to primarily be a sports podcast heavily just because that's where Will's and I interests, um, align and our knowledge, uh, about sports is also pretty, uh, that's where we're heavily rooted. So be prepared for a lot of sports, primarily college sports, NFL and hockey. We will bring up baseball and soccer and other sports topics that make headlines. Other topics that will be brought up will be guest determined, whatever industry they are in as well as including entertainment, the arts, and feel-good topics for the week. We plan to cater heavily to sports, like I mentioned earlier. But again, uh, there's so much more to life than just sports. And during the times, the crazy times we're going through right now, you know, it's just good to shed light on, on other positive news. Um, and again, just talk to other people, which is why the, the, the guest aspect is going to uh, be involved and that's a lot of why we leaned on the name and the brand wildcard, just because, you know, I believe that anything is possible, right, Will? And kind of everything is on the table and, it, you know, it's not going to be the same thing day in and day out. Um, so I guess with that being said, a little bit about myself and then Will will, will kind of give his introduction. So I, I'm a Connecticut kid, born and born and raised. Well, not born, but I mean, uh, essentially grew up my entire life in West Hartford, Connecticut, um, which is central Connecticut, if anyone is not aware of Connecticut uh, or New England geography, passionate, passionate, passionate about most sports, played most of them or have, have dwelled in many growing up, uh, took baseball the most serious, um, as well as a little bit of lacrosse and soccer. Uh, my, my talents in those were not nearly uh, what baseball was for me, but that's another story. So again, passionate about sports, grew up in Connecticut, um, I've, I've dabbled in podcasting before, but I think, I think I've got it down now. So hopefully, uh, you guys won't be too harsh on me with, uh, with my ramblings and my opinions, but I digress. So that's me in a nutshell. I'm a jet fan, Yankee fan, uh, born and raised in Connecticut, therefore UConn sports fanatic. I know will you're an alumni, so you'll chime in in a minute about that. So that's, that's me and I'm David. Will, what's going on, man. Hey, yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for that intro. And yeah, you mentioned it, you know, go Huskies, big UConn, uh, UConn guy draft, uh, graduated back in, uh, in 2013. And, and yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I know you weren't born in Connecticut, shout out New Britain. I was. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you really hit the nail on the head. Really, this is going to be centered a lot around sports. I think we're, we're both huge sports fanatics and, you know, myself, huge Cincinnati Bengals fan, UConn sports, uh, you know, basketball, football. Uh, I love the English Premier League, Chelsea, and also a huge Colorado Avalanche fan. So really just one good team out of all of it. 
you know, so it's been some tough years for me, um, sports wise, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think this can be a, a safe space for all of us to, uh, to spread, you know, some, you know, uh, hopefully we can use this to kind of cope a little bit with each other. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited and happy to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Will. awesome. Um, before we move on though, I do want to, you know, as much as I, uh, I'm going to give you props when it's due. Understand that I don't know how safe of a space you are uh, looking for just because being a Bengals fan, and I mean, I should know also as a Jet fan that there is no real safe space to talk about those two franchises, especially as of late. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you feel, but I mean, I, that's just the reality, I think. <laughs> However, I, you know, I, it is funny because my brother is also a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I actually bought him a Burrow jersey for, uh, for Christmas. and, and Love that. Oh, so, yeah. And I mean, he, I mean he, I don't think he takes it off. Shout out, Caleb. But anyway, so, yeah, so that's awesome, man. I forgot you were from – you're actually born in hard-hitting New Britain, man. Hard-hitting, huh? You didn't go yeah, to – Yeah, yeah. you go to New Britain High? No, no, no. Just, just born there. Just born, born there. there. Grew, up in, grew up in Bristol. Bristol. Shout out ESPN. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and listen, as far as, you know, the safe space, at least we're not Steelers and Patriot fans. And I'm sure <laughs> they, I'll, I'll get hit hard for that, but. You oh, know. you will. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, so yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I've done this before and I'm going to tell you right off the bat, you will, you will get, you know, uh, some fun love from, well, some, some tough love, if you will, from uh, both listeners and uh, friends alike. But no, I digress. So, you know, kind of easing into things here as we start this kind of podcast journey. Why do you think podcasting has kind of blown up the way it has in, in you know, in the last five years? Yeah, it, you propose a question. And it's such a good one because doesn't it feel like it just kind of exploded overnight, just randomly one day? Yeah, right? not, even, not even five <laughs> years, man, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it feels like everybody you know, has a podcast. And, you know, I think for me, one of the, the biggest things has been the rise of social media. Right. Right. And so, you know, can you think of, you know, a celebrity that doesn't have a podcast? Not now, know? not now. <laughs> and I think, you know, it, it's just been such a thing to put yourself out there, brand yourself, create right. that. So, you know, when an actor or singer, they already have that brand, it just contributes to it. Yep. You know, for sure. And so I think the rise of, you know, the days of retweets and likes and Twitter followers and Instagram followers, <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, it's, it makes too much sense not to have one. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, nail on the head, man. I mean, I don't think it's even an opinion that that's just, that's facts. And, you know, kind of going off your comment, like the, the celebrity aspect of it, what celebrity does not, or at least isn't, you know, appearing on them weekly. And uh, I just feel like I see that all the time on, on social media that another celebrity that I followed on a TV show or a movie was just on a podcast or starting one. And, you know, and you, and you think about it, like, what is a podcast? And like the, the, the loose definition is essentially what it, I mean, that's, I guess my question to you next is what is a podcast, but you know, that's a very loaded question. So I'd appreciate it if you kept it short, but to, to me, a podcast is, I mean, it's not so much in the definition of, you know, directly being a show 
it's, it's in your content. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? What is your purpose? So like, cause some people just like to talk. Some people plainly like to just vent yeah. and get their stresses off. And, but others have like a purpose to their podcast. They like to talk about cooking recipes. They like to talk about video games or, or, you know what I, you know what I'm saying there? But like, I think yeah. to me, a podcast is more just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a feeling. And that's very, I know it's very cliche and cheesy to say, but like, to me, that's what it is. What is it to you? No, it's, it's not cheesy at at all because I think it really can genuinely be anything you want it to be. And that was my literally, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Literally me and my significant other, Alexis, everybody, I'll probably talk about her quite a bit, but you know, she, (laughs) you know, she's, so she has trouble getting to sleep at night and we listen to sleepy. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Shout uh, out. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Literally listening to this guy read To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, so I can go, I can go to, to go to sleep. You know, right. it is genuinely anything. So whether you want to laugh, you want to learn, you want news, you want to fall asleep, you can make a podcast. Right. That's, no, absolutely. And uh, now that you mentioned it, quick question. And, you know, this is going to be another thing too. We're, we're going to do our very best to give credit to uh, you know, <laughs> these uh, organizations and to people when we know we have to. But other than that, man, this is going to be, this is going to be organic fun. We're going to, for the most part, state opinion, but obviously we're going to, you know, give facts, you know, because when you get down to it, brass tacks, people want to know, you know, stats, people want to know, you know, predictions and why you have those predictions. And so ultimately your, a lot of your opinions are going to be based on facts so uh take that for what you will I've, i know i have a lot of friends who have listened to a lot of my content in the past and uh, i'm ready to uh i'm ready to embrace both the love and the hate but uh just preparing you for both will because they're both gonna happen huge disclaimer <laughs> right. on any predictions and again they are just that uh for the most part um so you know you brought up sleepy um which kind of segues into the next topic before we get into the, the meat of this thing here. Are you a morning person or a night person? Depends, man. <laughs> I think largely I'm probably more of a night owl personally. A, a night owl. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I think I'm the same way. I mean, I think it all depends on what I've done that day personally. And you know, lately because of uh, a lot of restrictions and just um, not having a job up until recently, it's been, you know, I've had the luxury to sleep in until, uh, you know, and very I'm embarrassed, but you know, I, I've, I, you know, what? I'm not even going to give you a time. However, <laughs> I, I will say that I have been very spoiled with the time I have chosen to awake each morning. So I'll leave it there. Yeah. But with that being said, I definitely agree. I think I'm an, I think personally, I'm a night owl. My, my wife, on the other hand, is the complete opposite and she's pregnant. So going to bed early is, at least for her, very much necessary. And it just happens mm-hmm. for her now. Like, she, you know, she's up and ready at 6 30, 7 a.m. She's already taking care of the, you know, the animals and, you know, taking care of making her lunch for the day. She just is productive. But like in the morning, man, I feel like I'm a zombie until, until noon <laughs> and I yeah, say that and like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't think I've ever been even, you know, by, by the grace of, you know, by the grace of my parents who got me up early for practices growing up, but man, was I miserable getting up early. And yeah. I don't think no. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear that. And, and obviously once again, congratulations to you both. Um, Thanks Will. But yeah, yeah. It, I mean, for me, 
it's it's interesting because I don't necessarily think it, it so it's not like I'm waking up at you know 11 or noon you know or, or past that but don't you know, brag about it for, <laughs> well the, the reason is because waking up like even on the weekends right if you're waking up at 8 a.m versus right. 11 a.m i feel like just your concept of the day is so much different it, it dude so it is it really when is. you when you you know you wake up at 8 versus 11 and you fast forward two hours you're talking about 10 a.m which is mid-morning before some other people are even waking up or you're talking about 1 p.m which is the middle of your day sure right, or should be so that's why it's it's very odd to say maybe it's just you know because of, of you know not wanting to work right but i have a lot easier time getting up earlier on the weekends personally on the weekends yeah no i mean uh, especially in, in the job i'm in now i get weekends for primarily off so that that's definitely going to be at least for the for the near future going to be something i look forward to but um, yep. getting up in the morning, I've just never been a fan. I know you got to suck it up. Got you know, you got to make the, got to make the moolah, but like, I don't know. That's just, that's me. Obviously there's plenty of people that are, you know, get half of their day's work done before noon and kudos to them. But I just, I don't think I've, I've ever been that. And I don't think I'll ever be so, you know, that's, and that's just me, and man. perfectly fine. <laughs> I just want everyone to love me. Will. you know, I want them to accept me for who I am and no, but I, I just think, and obviously everyone's different, 7 billion people on the planet, you know, everyone's going to have their routines, but, uh, so those are going to be the fun topics for the week. We're going to try to do at least one per episode. So, so look forward to look forward to kind of those, but, uh, let's get into the meat of this here, huh? Super Bowl. Let's do it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Again. 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 And as a as a beloved Jets fan, it, it it I can never admit that I'm happy that you know, because here this here, I try to separate it. You know, it's it was personal for two decades. Now it's not. But it still feels like it is. And I just don't know what to do with that information, Will, because like as much as I want to respect the guy for the work he's done and, and it, it, it's hard to overlook and not give credit, he is responsible for a lot of my Sunday misery over the years. Yep. And I don't know if I can get over that. Therefore, even though I was kind of you know quietly rooting for the Buccaneers for my for my reasons – I'm not shocked, dude. I I knew that they were going to come ready to play. I knew Brady was Brady in that kind of a game in that type of an atmosphere. He just doesn't lose. He doesn't lose. And it's, it was also funny because I was talking to, you know, some Patriots friends of mine who mentioned that, especially in the first half of the game, every every touchdown was uh, the result of a former Patriot player. So you know, in Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, even though it was, even though it was brief, Antonio Brown was with the Patriots. Gronkowski came out of retirement from the Patriots. And then obviously Tom Brady, who's most notably known for playing for the Patriots. So it's, you know, I, he had, he had a good run. I wouldn't have been that upset to see Mahomes, Mahomes pull it off, but it goes to show you though, that when your O-line doesn't give you a ton of time to throw the ball and execute a play, I don't care how good you are. 
and Mahomes is. Mahomes is an st- absolute stud. S- watching some yeah. of the plays he almost executed, man, he's an acrobat. He's all over the place. But And he's only 23? So I'm, I sit there and I'm like, cr- you know, crap. He's going to be in the league for easily another decade and a half. So that's terrifying in and of itself. We, we cannot – and first off, you said it perfectly. He's the GOAT. Straight up, he is the, the GOAT. Um, I know just as far as being fans of AFC teams, it does feel like it's been torture for 20 years. And now you invite somebody like Patrick Mahomes into the conference who's then going to torture us for another 10 to 15 years. And I know it's specifically Tom Brady was your division rival. Listen, being in the AFC, it hurt just as much being a Bengals fan. I know, trust me, there's many reasons why we weren't going to represent the conference in the Super Bowl, but there was no chance with Tom Brady at the helm of the Patriots. It just wasn't going to happen. Nope, absolutely. And Tom Brady, he is no question the GOAT, but that defense was phenomenal. They came to play. Todd Bowles had an amazing game plan. The, the defensive line, Dominican Sue, Shaquille Barrett, should have been a Bengal. We won't go into that. Uh, Vita Vey, you know, the whole front seven, they were, they were amazing. No, and like I said, they, you know, once they kind of established their, uh, you know, that, that, that they came to play, then it was, it was kind of over. And I don't think that, you know, I didn't think that Kansas City could really get into a good rhythm. And, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't care how good, you know, your quarterback is if, if other, you know, if other areas of your game are not firing, it's going to be tough. And, you know, again, shout out to bullets. Cause I give him a ton of credit. I mean, he was, I mean, ex jet head coach. I didn't, I didn't love him as a head coach, but I mean, he can coach a defense and, you know, that's one thing I, I do give, you know, him a ton of credit um, for because clearly it showed and, you know, they were, they, they were a force to be reckoned with, you know, Mahomes was, running around all game. Uh, they just, they just couldn't execute. The secondary was tight. They, they had, you know, Tyree kill essentially wrapped up and that's, you know, and that's, that's all you really need to do. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I know I'm going to get attacked for that because obviously they have way more weapons than Tyree kill, <laughs> but like when you can't establish the run game, well, which they did not, you nope, got your, they did not. You're, you're relying on Tyreek Hill, who's also, you know, a, a freak of an athlete. But then you have Travis Kelsey, one of the better tight ends in the league, if not the best tight end in the league. And just other receivers who contribute well enough and get open and can catch the ball, which is, you know, their job and why they make a ton of money. But, you know, so it, it, I, I enjoyed the game. Some people didn't. Some people said it was too, you know, slow and defensive minded, I, I guess. But like, you know, Tampa scored quite a bit. And you know what? Kansas City scored three times too, right? They it was they scored two touchdowns. I'm trying to remember. I mean well the, Kansas City didn't even get into the end zone. No, so, but Butker had a fifty yard kick. He did. He did what was it yeah, was eight. it nine? Did he kick three field goals, right? It was nine. Yeah. 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 yeah thir- Thirty one to nine. Yep. And and yeah, I mean it definitely I I, de- I absolutely understand the opinion of people who you know, may come to the conclusion, Hey, it was not a great game. Was not that entertaining in actual, it it really wasn't right. But the one thing that kept you interested was it was the chiefs, right? That offense. So potent. They can score Mahomes flick of the wrist, Tyreek Hill, 80 yards in a flash. 
right? So as time ticked down in the fourth quarter, you started to think, well, they can still do it. They can still do it. Tampa Bay, they're going to run out of gas. Their defense, eventually, it never, never came. It never happened. Nope. Never did. And I think to your point, a lot of what happened was they didn't establish the run, mainly, well, mainly because they couldn't. Number one. Number two, the game script, they fell behind so early, they right. felt like they had to continuously pass the ball. Yep. Right. And they obviously didn't have a defense that they could rely on. They Tampa Bay just scored at will, it felt like, eventually. Yep. No, and they and they did that uh, throughout the most of the regular season, in fact. You know, there were games where they put up, you know, 54 and it looked easy. You know, uh, kind of like the Bills in, in week 16 against Miami. To, but to be fair, uh, I mean, not to be fair, it was a lot of their practice squad guys because they wanted to rest guys for the playoffs. But still, I mean, these, these guys are professional athletes, man. They can score at will if they want to. But at the same time, on the other end of the ball, the guys can, you know, the, the if you're a good defender, you're going to wrap up your guy nine times out of 10. And then that, that, that one, that one time is a, is a bomb and and you get in, you know, and that receiver takes advantage of it, but no, I, I I don't, I don't think the chiefs were ever, they were, I don't think they were ever in it. I don't think. And I think that's also what contributed to some people's mindset of, you know, the, the entertainment value of the game, just because, you know, it was the Tampa show. It felt like, for four quarters other than other than that runner uh that guy who ran on the field you know uh <laughs> and uh, rattled the halftime show <laughs> it really did and that's uh, i think that could be another topic for another day because i don't want to give my opinion that soon and, and upset a lot of people but uh well i don't know if it would upset people and people might agree with me but i was expecting kansas city to be more competitive and they were not Brass tacks. For, for they, sure. they just they just were not, and you know, obviously there was there were you know some could somewhat argue that with some of the drama going off uh, on off the field with regards to Andy Reid's son, um, yeah. you know whether or not that played a role into anything. Who knows? Who cares? But it you know we don't know, and it could have, um, you know, and and we won't go into too much detail on that. But um, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about distraction. And oftentimes yeah. when you're distracted and you're now participating in something as big as the Super Bowl, you know, all eyes are on you. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just, and I don't want to say like fail or lose because those are not the right words, but sometimes you just, you know, your mind is elsewhere. Sometimes, and, and, and obviously again, you know, football is a team sport and obviously there's a ton of other coaches on the sideline that can make up for, uh, make up for that loss and, and make up for potentially, you know, Andy Reid, maybe, and this is, again, this is, uh, this is no means my opinion, but you sure. know, it, it's something that should be talked about because it was a day and a half before the Super Bowl, And, it, you know, and I don't know if anyone's aware of what happened and I don't want to, again, like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail, but you know, his son got into a little bit of trouble um, off the field um, related to a vehicle accident. And that's all I'm, you know, kind of at, at, at will and comfortable to say, but again, it's hard to ignore when something big like that happens off the field, whether or not people are going to be as invested. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it had a role, who knows if it had a role, who cared, but it's hard to just not talk about it, even in the brief sense. But again, going back to the mainstream, because even if, even if that wasn't a factor, you know, you still have other guys that can, that can contribute and should contribute. And with that firepower and weaponry, you know, to score nine points, 
all of which coming yeah. from the kicker just seemed a little disappointing. And that's more or less where I was going with that, you know, and I took the long road there, but it seems, it just seemed like they threw in a dud and, and that was not the Kansas city chiefs. You saw most of the year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that certainly is an interesting topic for down the road, you know, the sports psychology uh, of, you know, what played out. But I think ultimately if you were to say, you know, if somebody were to offer you, you know, the Friday before the bucks were going to score 31 points. Yeah. I, I'm still taking Kansas City. I just am. Are you? Really? Absolutely. Just with how potent the Kansas City offense is. So if, if they played nine more times, do you how, how many would you say Tampa Bay wins versus Kansas City? I mean, I, I'd put it at half. I think they're – I mean, I think that they both can score. I think it, it between those two and their matchups, it's going to come down to defense. And with regards to two nights ago, it was Tampa's defense. And obviously yeah. Kansas city could keep up with the best of them just that night. They couldn't, and they didn't. And th- th- those are just the facts, but uh, I mean, both teams are there and we're there for a reason, right? No question. No question at all. And, and I would happen to agree with you. I mean, I think it would be for me like Kansas city, six out of 10, let's say, mm-hmm. I mean, even in the regular season, they played a co- close game, Kansas city dominated in the first half and then Tampa Bay came back. I think it was a three-point game at the end, 27-24 or something like that. But at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to – it's just it's on the day, right? Who is better on the day? And that's how we've seen. And I think that's why sometimes, you know, the Super Bowl, in essence, itself, it has a two-week run-up to it. All this media day. Right. It's for a psychological sure. battle to begin it is. with. Yep. 100% man. And that's like my point. And, and that was kind of like the point I was trying to drive home that like, you know, something polarizing happened off the field, but now you're approaching potentially one of the bigger things to take place on an athletic, on an athletic pitch uh, or field arena, if you will. And that's the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is it, it just by sheer numbers um, other than the world cup is, is one of the bigger deal sporting events in the world. And, you know, again, I, I say that to say this, you know, I, I, I didn't fear, I didn't think, you know, Tampa Bay was going to lay an egg either. And that's part of why my confidence in it not being a blowout stands because, you know, I look, I look at their schedule here, they dropped 30, more than 30 and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, they dropped over 30 points on, on, on eight opponents and 40 points or more on four opponents. So Tampa wasn't a joke either. You know, they put up 45 yeah. against Vegas. They put up 46 against Carolina, 47 against Detroit, and 44 against Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's defense was suspect for half the year anyway, but my point stands, and that is they weren't a joke either. They had a ton of weaponry too. Tom Brady being the main guy. Gronkowski coming out of retirement, and he's no joke, and obviously he's he's getting older and he's a little slow and sure. gets injured fairly easily, but it's still Gronk. He scored two touchdowns. He scored twice. You know, you got guys like Godwin, who, who who is a stud. You got Mike Evans, who's who's their elite number one guy. You have Antonio Brown, who's the freak of an athlete. And then you got, you know, that's that's not even counting in Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Dude, they're stacked. So, like, I didn't – even yeah. if Kansas City was going to be the team I picked, it wasn't going to be by much, and it wasn't going to be – I didn't think it was going to be, like, a low-scoring game. I thought it was going to be a, you know, a freaking – uh, shootout, if you will, because both teams can score sometimes at will, and they they both proved that throughout the year. I, I'm happy 
I'm happy to see some some old Jets win a Super Bowl. Steve McClendon, who who, who anchored you know the the Jets for a long time and and was a good locker room guy. So I was happy to kind of see him win one. You know, I gave a, a nice half smile for Brady because like as much as I you know I <laughs> I don't like the guy I, not personally, but I don't like the guy. Yeah, having been a Patriot and and giving the Jets a lot of losses over the years, but again, it's hard to it's hard to disrespect what he's done uh, for the game and and the the you know just it's crazy, man. It's, it, he's won what? He's won seven. He's won seven now. Seven. He's won more than any other team. He, he can go it's away ins- now. Then that's my <laughs> point, and I mean that with the most respect the most possible. Respect respect that's it's all you can res- say. it's respect will and and i'm gonna say that on the air and then off the air say completely different word no i'm kidding but like it, it, it's respect <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of it's envy and jealousy because i wish that could have been my team and as you know you're a Bengal fan you know you haven't had a ton of oh, of course stargazing yeah. uh you know stargazing days and in, in, in your past also no. on that note and we've talked a little bit now about the super bowl and our opinions on it and it was a good game but you know it also kind of wasn't and I can see why people would say that. I still enjoyed it. I'm an avid football fan regardless. I get that some sport, you know, it's not always going to be a crazy offensive game and that, you know, there needs to be a Hail Mary every two plays. Like, I understand that. Sure. I, under- I understand football enough to know that that's just not how it works. However, from an entertainment standpoint, it, it, it might not have been the best because, again, Tampa running away with it sometimes, and it, it, felt, it felt over well before it was over. So yeah, the casual fan, I, I, I can kind of understand why they might've checked out because some yeah. of the commercials were pretty funny. And I kind of want to talk about that next time. I enjoyed some of the commercials. I don't know if you enjoyed some of them, but uh, uh, again, that's another, that's another, that's another day, but you know, I'm happy with the result. Cause again, well, I don't, I can't say that yet, but my hope selfishly was that if Brady won, he would just walk away. It's looking like yeah. that's not happening. <laughs> I don't see why, it. <laughs> I don't either. Like he's going to play to his dude. He's going to play until his body, until he can't walk off the field. Uh, that man is going to play. And but he a, can only beat you in the Super Bowl, man. Just great. you know, he can't beat you in the playoffs. <laughs> <sighs> Look on the bright side. I know. Can't wait. So, before we kind of. Before we kind of wrap up a little bit here, what are your final thoughts on the game? I talked a lot on this one. And, and secondly, um, how did you become a Bengals fan? Well, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of just start off with that because it's a really kind of quick and sweet, you know, quick and easy. I fell in love with the uniforms. I think when I was like three, four years old, what kid, wouldn't wouldn't love tiger stripes on a helmet i I think they just have the most unique helmet in the nfl by far which by the way i gotta say very excited that we're gonna have new uniforms i saw that next season yep and the helmet is staying so they're doing the right thing i i think for as far as that goes ultimately very excited to see what they come up with but i have no ties to the state of ohio my parents Ooh. are both. <laughs> my parents are both Dallas Cowboy fans. Oh, my, worse, boo! My uh, my father, uh, my biological father. Are they from Texas? Raiders. No, no, 
Nope. So all, all in Connecticut, all in Connecticut. But that's why I really had no ties to the New York teams or the Patriots. Or the, right. It just just didn't kind of grow up in that setting. And so my, like I was mentioning, my father, I'm my, uh, my biological father, he yep. is a Vegas, I guess Vegas now. Vegas now, Raiders right. Fan. Yep. Yeah. There's still always be the Oakland Raiders. I know. And so you know, they, they obviously tried to steer me in one direction and I just, I get pulled into, to losers. It just, some, somehow it, it happens. And I say that in the most loving way, Bengals fans, if anybody's out there. Oh, that, dude, know, they're, for, they're out there. They're out I, there. I know that we're, we're out there. <laughs> <laughs> they're the last playoff win was eight months before I was born. So just let that sink in. I am 29. And I'll leave it at that. As far as <laughs> Jets haven't been to the Jets haven't been to the playoffs in just about uh, just over a decade. So hopefully that helps you feel a little better. It doesn't because in that time <laughs> we've been there five five times and lost every one. <laughs> yeah, that's very yeah. That's that's a rough that's a rough life. Have you have you been to Paul Brown? Paul I Brown have. You have. I was lucky enough. I I guess lucky enough to <laughs> go. Two years ago, it was the second to last home game for Marvin Lewis, and we got annihilated by the Denver Broncos. That sounds so, about right to me. Who, yeah, who, who was the quarterback it, at the time? Do you remember? Oh, uh, Jeff Driscoll started that game. Yeah, that, that was that was a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How and, many? What's the fun fact? How many quarterbacks have you guys had since '99? There was some crazy stat I was looking at the other day that between the Browns, the Jets, and the Bengals, and maybe there was a handful of other teams that have had an insane amount of quarterbacks in the last 15 years. Well, that's that's the amazing thing, is if you look at the number of quarterbacks and head coaches the Bengals have had since, let's say, 2000, it's not that high. Because if you think about it, Carson Palmer, Palmer pretty yeah. much reigned from 03 to 09. Right. Or, or 10. And then Dalton was drafted that same year and started till we had, we got Burrow. So basically three quarterbacks since 03 with that stability, you would think <laughs> there would be a, a playoff win. Right. And obviously within that same time frame since 03, Marvin Lewis and Zach Taylor, two coaches. Right. Two. Yeah, too. Okay, so maybe I I overestimated. I just figured. I thought I saw maybe that was the Browns that had that crazy long list, uh, and then not uh, not you guys. So maybe that was that was the mix up there. Um, it's a very easy mix up <laughs> with our futility, <laughs> right? Uh, but with uh with, with no pun intended, and uh, I mean not necessarily pun intended, but uh, with <sighs> I'm trying to segue nicely into this because it's a rougher topic and it's, it's still fairly new. Joe Burrow, Joey B what's going on. Any, any, uh, any headlines on how he's doing with uh, recovering? How's he, how's he well, yeah, he provided all of us Bengals fans with a huge Christmas gift. He tweeted out on Christmas day, him walking. So, you know, obviously surgery, seems like it went well i think i saw today he's on track to he's he's hit every benchmark that you need in in the acl recovery so as far as walking getting to the point where you can run and you know start throwing you know or whichever comes first right so he's definitely on point to hit all of that and i think he was on 
you know, one of those talk shows and he had mentioned that he is on track, you know, he'll believe that he'll be starting week one, which is all any Bengals fan wants to hear. Right. I think the idea with us starting the next season in, you know, beautiful new uniforms with new hope restored, hopefully a bunch of awesome players we draft and all that money we're going to spend in free agency. I, I regress um, or I digress, but you know, it's just to start another quarterback, right? We want Burrow to be healthy. Absolutely. But we also, we also don't want him to rush back either. No, hundred percent. Um, l- last kind of question on that. note: Who, who's under center if he's not ready to go week one for you guys, or is it someone not in the locker room? Is it Finley? If I have to make the prediction now, I'm going to say it's going to be Brandon Allen. Allen, I think that's... he played. I think I think he played well enough. He, he's he's unsigned, so it would be an unrestricted free agent, Under, right? But, but I think he's played well enough that they would bring him back. Okay, it just depends on the price. Ab- no, we'll right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, man. I, I mean, I, I, I'm rooting for him. I am. I'm pulling for him. He's he's an underdog with a chip on his shoulder and. You know, he's got a lot to prove. And, you know, before he got injured, you know, he clearly has the talent. Now you guys need, need yeah. to surround him with everything you can and and, yeah. and just and just hope for the best. But I think his – I mean, I think his ceiling is through the roof, man. I, I think you guys got a good one. I think as long as he can stay healthy and you guys can provide him some more weapons um, – you know, you know, more so on the, on the line and maybe an edge rusher to help with defense. I mean, you guys have a couple young receivers that look good. So it's like, it's not too crazy. I don't think your needs are that, that bad, but uh, you definitely need to beef up the line a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Cause it felt they, like they, he was, I just felt like he was running around too much also. Definitely. Definitely. We certainly do. The thing is, and this will be a very fun topic come NFL draft time. Per my personal one of favorite days of the year is the first Absolutely, round of the draft. Yep, Love it. And for me, the Bengals have an interesting few months ahead because we obviously need to beef up the line. That was the reason why Burrow got injured. Let's be frank. When you're putting out Bobby Hart at right tackle, Will's it's calling, not going to go call, well. Making calling out shots. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know what Bengals fan hasn't made that statement, but at the end of the day, improving the offensive line is number one. But Cincinnati has also ran out the most three wide receiver sets in the NFL last year. So you have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, Higgins locked yeah. in. Yep. AJ Green, love him. He's a he's a team legend. Yep. He's gonna be he's gone. Yeah. Auden Tate is a great, you know, bottom of the roster guy. And and not even bottom of the roster, he can step in but you need that other receiver. So it's going to be a battle. And just to kind of say it, do you go with Penae Sewell or do you go with Jamar Chase, right? Do you go with- That is do, a do you, real Sophie's choice. Do you, do, you, do you, you know, get the, you know, the nice paint job or do you fix your tires, right? And I think deep down, we all know the answer, but listen, I would love that nice red sports car too. That'd be awesome. I mean, you can dream, but uh, you also got to be back on planet Earth, too. Um, you know, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't think you're getting – what are you? Are you guys pick four? Five. Pick five. You're not getting Jamar Chase. You're just not. However – We'll however, see. We'll, we'll see. Well, hold on. That's why I'm, I'm backing myself up. Hold on. 
there is a small chance and it is going to be highly dependent on what the teams in front of you do. I you know, kind of question it because there's, there's some quarterback needs. So it's, it's all going to depend on, on, I mean, obviously this is every year. It depends on who gets picked before them, but specifically this draft alone, there are some QBs that might go off the board beforehand. And if you guys are in need of that, like you said, uh, shiny new car, because he is, he's going to be a stud. I think, man, I, I don't, I don't know. Very, if you get him. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, Suell is just, he's, he's a guy that's going to be with, you know, he's going to be on the line and, 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 and hold it down for five to 10 years. You know, I think he's that good. And I think he has that much raw talent and size, kind of like Mackay Becton for the jets. Who's someone who on, you know, he's a left tackle and he is just a brute force of a human being. He's, he's a stud. It was a great pick. I yeah. think so too, man. Like at first I wanted the receiver. I wanted CD. I wanted Judy. I wanted those guys. Cause I thought we needed, oh, yeah. I, we needed that receiver, but you know, it grew on me and if he can hit, we'll get into this more, but I, I want him to stay healthy and I'll leave it there. I have a lot more renting to do on, on the jets coming up. So look forward to that. But uh, so yeah, Will. any final thoughts before we break down here? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think, I think just to kind of wrap on that, uh, ideally, for me is to, to trade down right out of those two options yep um but yeah i mean it, listen you know as far as our first episode i think this is this has been fun right i love this and you know i know one thing that we want to incorporate you know do you have any good news you know from the week we want to end out on a high any good news well <sighs> Uh, trust me, I'll, I'll usually be more prepared than this. But uh, selfishly, the, selfishly, the good news is I successfully um, cleaned my car off from this previous storm, and currently today, even though we didn't get much, without getting snow in my boots. And I'm very pleased with myself because normally, normally I'm not so lucky. So that's my <laughs> that's my good news for the week. Is I am just I am impressed with myself. There you go. Not there to you go. My own <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and, and hold on, hold on. I'm gonna interrupt you really quick. Normally, it, it'll it'll put for me because I like to I like to be more emotional and more sentimental with my news. But just just for today, that that's that's just my, you know, that's me being proud of myself. Because typically, I'm gonna be, you know, giving you know giving tons of credit and tons of uh, you know glory to other causes and other other people so you know that that's me more kind of poking fun at myself just because i'm normally an absolute klutz when i'm dealing with snow so look forward to a little more uh, a little more substance with with my good news but but that's mine what do you got will for sure for sure so i i will kind of tug at those heartstrings uh, i think before Aww. i get to you know obviously just on a, on a different note uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if, if you saw the news, but unfortunately, you know, rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer oh, Schott- uh, yeah. passed, he yep. passed away today. And, you know, it, it was something that I, I didn't want to kind of pass on just because he, he was never, you know, I think he stopped coaching in 2006. So I was about 15 at the time. So, you know, in infancy of my football fandom, but you know, just one of those guys who he, he's a pillar and just had such an impact in, in football as a whole. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. He, he is definitely for the most part, uh, even for a lot of casual fans, a, a, a pretty well-known, uh, a pretty well-known guy. Um, with that being said, before you wrap, I, I did have two more final thoughts. 
um, on that note, and again, I didn't want to make a huge deal of it, but you, you saying that reminded me, and that is also kind of, you know, rest in peace to the, the late uh, Pedro Gomez. He was the, uh, the baseball commentator and anchor for ESPN for many, many, many years. Um, and from what I've heard and from what I've read, there was not a soul on this planet that can say a bad word about him. And um, for, for avid baseball fans like myself, he was someone that you look up to kind of like, um, you know, just, he was just someone who you felt like did it right. And, you know, it, it, it he was a lot of baseball's life and, and, and he brought a lot of life to it into commentating and he's been in it for so long and, you know, it, it's just very sad. And honestly, any, most deaths are sad, you know, I don't want to get too sappy, but so, so rest in peace to Gomez as well. Um, shout out to the baseball world. Cause I know he was important to many in, in that realm specifically. And lastly, another thing that I, I did want to bring up and it wasn't, it wasn't lined out. So I apologize, Will, but it's, it's, I do want to make, uh, known what, what, uh, what Barstool and Dave Portnoy have done for, uh, a lot of struggling small businesses as of late creating the Barstool fund and, uh, laying out a lot of, uh, you know, giving a lot of funds to, you know, essentially help get these businesses through these tough times. And even if you're not a Barstool fan, what's going on over there, at least with regards to this, um, has been really hard to ignore. So I do want to give credit there. And, and, I, and, and I know people personally that have donated and that have been helped by it. So it, it's really good to, to, to see, you know, people stepping up for people again. And, and that's kind of what we need to kind of continue to bridge the gap and, and unify during this tricky time. So, so those are my closing thoughts. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think you hit the nail on the head. We're all in this together. And, you know, the only way that we're going to get through this is to continue to stick together and keep our heads down and, and do what we got to do. So very well said. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, as we wrap up here, what are, what are you, what are your final thoughts, man? As we go. Uh, just happy, happy we we're able to just commit and, and kind of get this thing off the ground. It's really rip- happy to. I'm sorry. To I'm just going to say it's ripping the bandaid <laughs> off, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, we, we started up the car and we're along for the ride now. And so really looking forward to seeing how far we can take this and, you know, looking forward to, to everybody who does end up, you know, kind of hopping, you know, on the wagon and, you know, give it a listen, the wagon. really love your feedback too, you know, and, and, I think I, I speak for, for you, Dave, it's, uh, this is really exciting and, you know, can't wait. Can't wait. The infamous words of Bart Scott. And, and on that note, fellas, we're out. Thanks for listening. Uh, look, uh, look forward to next week and, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace.